I'll make them all see that I could be anything I wanna be. If you got a dream, then you need persistence and lots of belief, yeah. Yo, don't take that. Negative energy, I replace that. I just wanna be me, I don't fake that. I just wanna be free, yeah, chase that. I got a new obsession. Hey, what's going on? It's Kyle George. And I'm Rodney Harris. And I'm Dre. And you are actually listening to A Different Angle and the Aim High podcast crossover. We are both uh, mental health podcasts, both on the CDB network. So make sure you go check that out on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on every freaking spot you can possibly find us. But we are two different mental health podcasts joining forces. <laughs> Uh, it's like the Avengers come uh, through. Get out of my head, because that's exactly what I was about to say. Uh, dibs on Spider-Man. So, uh, but, so what we're going to do, since uh, this is two different crossovers, we're going to do small introductions of each of us and just give y'all a little background of who we are and what we're about. Uh, Rod, why don't you start us off? Well... My name is Rodney Harris. I have been a father for three years. I've been married for over nine years now, and life has has had its ups and downs, man. Um, and the reason why I started a, wanted to start a mental health podcast is because I wanted to give men a voice, um, and also wanted to give an understanding that mental health needs to be taken seriously in this country, and um, we don't focus enough on it and especially in the sector of men. Um, and we need to be able to have a safe space to speak. And everybody knows a different angle is the place that's going to give you everything you possibly need to let to vent, to let your frustrations out. Um, any walk of life, we don't discriminate. We don't hate. We don't. Uh, we take on all comers, even if we disagree with you. Um, so that, that was my biggest, my biggest understanding of what I wanted to do um, as far as going forward into the mental health space, um, and as a proud as a proud girl dad and as a proud husband, I do the best I can with however which I can, and sometimes it can be a little taxing on the mind. Um, and I would like to just share my story with those who might possibly can relate, and hopefully I can bring some some happiness and some joy and some hope into somebody's life. If I affect one person in every episode, that's enough for me. Absolutely. And as his partner on a different angle, my name is Kyle George. People might know me as Kate Marvel. Um, I'm also a girl dad and a soon to be husband. So and exactly what Ronnie said is kind of my take. Um, I've had a different angle in my head for a very long time, um, kind of like right out right before high school ended. So minimum 15 years. And I just wanted to speak about the topics that I thought weren't spoken about enough. And mental health just kind of came when um, I went through my depression a few years ago. It was one of the darkest points of my life. And my brother over here, Rodney, helped me pull myself out of it. Him, among a lot of other people, um, my, my fiance included, um, and my daughter, I should say. She's definitely a big part. Um, but this was, like Rod said, was to not only 
get our stories out but also to get other people's stories out because we all have a story to tell and every story might be similar in a lot of ways but every story is different and our views on it is different and these topics that i felt like weren't spoken about enough not only i i didn't want to only bring those to the forefront but to actually have conversations about them uh to show that you know as different as a lot of us are we are really similar in so many ways and it didn't matter what creed you 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 represent what race you claim um your religious beliefs you know your sexual preference it didn't matter we all go through struggles and we all have a right to voice them and i just you know, I, I, I had Rod and we spoke about it and we wanted to make this a forum and a safe space for everyone, whether we agreed or not, but that's why we do this, to have that discussion. Even if there is a disagreement, we can have it in a civil manner. Hi, I'm Dre. You know, I, uh, I've i been hosting the uh, Aim High podcast. I'd say the show's been going for probably since about July. Um, it started out with, uh, so I've been in the fitness industry for what's probably going on about, I'd say about five years or so now. Um, and, you know, everybody thinks like, you know, the gym, everybody in the gym is like Superman, nothing really affects you and stuff. But I created Aim High because I wanted people to have a chance to tell, uh, tell their story to show that you know, there's like almost like kind of like humanize the fitness world because you usually see your negative videos where people are either bullying people in the gym or like, you know, people are uncomfortable and stuff. And I want to talk about like just how fitness has not only benefited not only myself, but other people's uh, mental health as well as their physical health. And again, I wanted to create a safe space where people could feel uh, candid and uh, like they have the ability to share as much as they want to share. Because everybody has a story to tell, and yeah, like life is great, and I love hearing other people's stories. For sure. So now that majority of the introductions out the way, um, what we do on our show, a different angle, uh, is that we we open the show with um, checking in on each other's mental health and placing a number between one to ten. Obviously, ten being the best, and one being I need some desperate, desperate help. Um, I know that sounds a little funny the way I said it, but <laughs> it's it's really that's really the scale that we wanted to put it on. So, um, Dre, we'll start with you. Where's your mental brother? Uh, I'd <laughs> say like it's one of those things where like you you guys you guys know how it is where you're kind of on like autopilot for a minute, and um, the thing that sucks is like you know as not only a man in America, but a black man in America, where you guys know we get happy and fine. And other than that, nobody else generally wants to care about other emotions. And so going through life, I mean, I'm 28. So going up through life, you know, you just get used to compartmentalizing your emotions and not really speaking about it and dealing with it in whatever manner you, you so choose, whether it be healthy or not. And so I, even at 28 years old, I'm still learning to, kind of like be in tune with my emotions and not always be on like autopilot and so 
you know, Kyle, you know this, but September was a shitty ass month. Like, you know, I lost my yeah. grandfather, my wife lost her grandmother, and then we put our dog down. Like, so it was it was a whirlwind. And like yeah. I'd say, like, you know, mentally I've processed that, but I'd say like emotionally, I just haven't been able to. It's one of right. those things where it's just kind of like, hey, it is what it is, but I don't know how to I don't, I don't know how to tap into it. You know, you know, like how in Dragon Ball Z, Gohan doesn't know how to tap into like his his yep. hidden power and shit. Absolutely. It's like it's like that with emotions. Like I know it's there, but I can't like tap into it. And the fact that I'm just like emotionally numb per se is something that I'm just like working through. But I'd say like mental health wise, probably about like six, six or seven out of ten. Okay. That's not terrible. <laughs> It's better, terrible. better than a three. <laughs> Le- no, definitely. <laughs> Look, we've we've mentioned that here too on 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 a different angle. Also, man, it's hey, sometimes man. <laughs> <laughs> haven't haven't had to make a grippy sock vacation yet. So, like, we're, that's the wow. way I look at it. <laughs> like, that, that, listen, that's the way I look at it. Is like, no, I feel like, you. Like, honestly, if it wasn't for my for my wife, I would have I would have definitely had to be institutionalized in September because, like, yeah, I I. Uh, yeah, that was that. Uh, honestly, there were days in September where I was like, "What's next?" And I was just like, "Okay, I've lost this person. If I lose this person, like, I won't be able to handle it." And it's, it's, uh, it's almost like you come to understand the like mortality of life and how brief everything is. We are just a vapor in in yeah. this world, and you, you come to like death has a weird way of making you uh step back and think about what you're prioritizing yeah reevaluate absolutely um we'll get into that a little bit after if if you want to talk about it um rod brother man how's your mental well my mental was at a strong eight man i've been having such an amazing week and then uh, i get a bomb dropped on me just through text message a couple of minutes ago that changed my whole perspective so oh, no. uh, I'm gonna trickle down to a six, knock me off my high horse. Um, and sometimes hey, life be lifing, and it gotta snap you back to reality a little bit. I was riding the cloud for a little bit, just living for sure. But um, yeah, things are going well. The job is going good. The relationship is is solid as solid as it's is going to be. A rock, ah, ah. Yo, yo <laughs> hey, not to interrupt you, but I just gotta say. You got one of those like smooth for radio like voices. Don't I'm he? Sure you've been told. Don't he? <laughs> it, it been, very much he's been told like that so much. Quiet storm. Oh, <laughs> this is the quiet oh, storm this. with Rod. <laughs> hey, listen. Oh, this is this has been my entire life. Um, yep. People telling me that. <laughs> um, that's why I got into broadcasting. Um, Look, between you and QS, shout out to the four cards uh, commentary. QS is you, you two are both. He's 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 the power <laughs> hour, like. Yeah. <laughs> QS out here just just running all of the smooth army. I <laughs> but shout out to QS, love you, brother. Um, the yeah, so life be life, and man, the relationship is going as smooth as it possibly can. You know, it's work. Um, you gotta, it's all it's always work. People think you get married, it's all gonna be all oh, it's all good. No, there's budgeting, there's there's shopping, there's children, there's yeah. there's, there's things that come up. Out of the clear blue sky that you've never seen before, so it's gonna happen, and you're just gonna have to roll with the punches and take, just go with it. So, um, yeah, life has been solid. 
as you know, October, this is my favorite season, mm-hmm. my favorite month. It's birthday month. It's everything culminating in the month of October. This is my Scorpio season. I'm going to live it to the fullest. And I'm super excited to see where the month takes me. Cool. Well, I, was, well, I was sitting there about to about to ask you why uh, October was your favorite. And I was like, okay, Drake, settle down, October's very own. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God, no. <laughs> I, re- I refuse. I, I, I want to expunge this know. from the record. No, I didn't know. <laughs> wait, 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 hold on, Kyle. You listen to a new album? No. That oh. new album was rubbish. There are two good songs on there. I don't care what these Drake stands say about it. And look, and look, let's be honest. We've discussed this multiple times. I am not a Drake fan. He doesn't do it for me. There are some verses that I could rock with, but most of the time, I'm good. I feel like um, that's because you're from like New York. Like New York. So is Roddy. New York. No, and no, but like, here like Drake. But no, 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 no shade or disrespect to New York. I'm just saying, like, New York, uh, New York folk usually have a different like approach to music and like so there are different artists that are going to strike you differently but i feel like that's because of the a lot of artists that are from new york have a similar like sound or style so it's like okay i rock with this i vibe with this or i click more with this as opposed to because like for me i'm from the dmv so like even though it's not my preferred style or genre of music the artists that usually come from the DMV usually have that like Wale type sound or yeah. like that go-go type sound. And so like, I'll listen to stuff like that, even though I may not seek it out, if that makes yeah. sense. See, I guess for me, and then I'll, I'll cover my mental, but I guess for me, it's just like, like some of my favorite artists are like, of course they're from New York. Right. But some of them are from the South some of them from the West Coast. So it's like Ludacris is up there as one of my favorites of all time. So for me, it's just, you know, like, and and re- there's a lot of people here that like Drake. <laughs> Nas like is one of my favorites, though. It's Nas is one of my favorites. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's up. I mean, he should be. <laughs> but um, when it comes to my mental, I- I'm a, I'm going to say I'm a seven and a half. Um. There's something ending really soon, so that's kind of a bummer. But Comic-Con is this weekend, so I am super excited to go. Um, you know, it's one of my favorite holidays. <laughs> Don't of spend all your time. whole paycheck. Oh, no, I can't. <laughs> I can't afford to, <laughs> sir. I'm, I'm, I'm just happy you're getting to go because I, I have wanted to go to New York and San Diego Comic-Con so much, but, like, those tickets just... Yeah, they go real quick. You got you to gotta be on them. Um, but, and it was funny cause I was going through my pictures. Um, cause I, like, I feel like I always say like the years wrong of how many I've gone to compared to like the length. Mm-hmm. And I've realized if I'm not mistaken, I believe I've gone to the last six out of nine New York comic cons. So, um, you know, that's <laughs> you're pretty that's much my... a regular. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's that. This is one of my, you know, I say it all the time. This is one of my favorite holidays. You know, this WrestleMania and Father's Day. Those are my three favorite holidays. Um, and I know people go, "Oh, well, that's not a holiday." Well, it is to me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like some people's holidays is when Madden comes out. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's just, it's. I mean, not mine, <laughs> but, but um. So I'm around a seven point five. Pretty, pretty. 
pretty uh, solid for now. You know, next week it might be a little different, but, you know, that's why we do this, right? It's on a week-to-week basis. So, uh, so not not too terrible for to all around. Um, so let's go into this convo. Dre, what was it? Because <laughs> I know you like to ask people on aim high, so yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. anybody's been able to ask you. <laughs> no one has. <laughs> what was your journey, and how did you get into fitness? Um, so let's see. Growing up, my grandparents have always just gone to the gym. That's just always been how they is. And like, you know what they say, black don't crack. So if you see my, if you see a picture of my grandparents, a lot of times whenever I've been out with them, people mistake them as my like parents because they look really young for me. Like, mm-hmm. well, that's a piece of my grandfather, but uh, my grandmother for having just turned 72, she looks okay. like she's 52, but she takes really good care of herself. And she just had knee surgery. She's but she's hey. recovering like a champ. She's Shut in up, the gym. <laughs> she's Shut in the grandma. gym. Like I, it's she's two months away, like away from having had her knee surgery, and she's in there riding her bike, doing her little exercises. I love her. She's a, she's a gym. But um, so that was the the influence is always there. My uncle, he's always been super fit. He's built and looks like Terrell Owens. Like if you saw a picture of him, mm-hmm. you'd be like. He looked like Terrell Owens, <laughs> but, <laughs> but um, I didn't really get into fitness until like 2019 when I started working at Gold's Gym. And, you know, you work at a gym, you're going to obviously try to fit the gym look because you're trying to get people to join the gym. You can't you can't look look hefty. So right, I was right, trying right. to just be active and stuff. And then the pandemic hit and that was the. Like it sounds wild to say that was a scary time. Not even because of COVID, it was scary because of all the uncertainty. You just we didn't know how long the world was going to be stuck as a at a standstill. And you know, with the gyms closing and with not having access to gym equipment because they taped up the playground, so I couldn't do any calisthenics outside. And so there was nothing to do. And so you just get that kind of depression, and you do what most people do when they're depressed: you eat your feelings. Yeah, and you're just. And like you know, the gyms and stuff are closed, but Domino's ain't closed. the The gyms are closed, but McDonald's is still open. And so, I put on like, no joke, like thirty to forty pounds of fat. And like when I got into the gym, when I started working at a different gym, um, that during the pandemic. Which first off, let me tell you real quick how weird it was being in the gym industry when gyms were opening up back in June, it was weird because you had to require everybody to come in with a mask. People had to have a towel. And then at a certain point, the government put restrictions about how many people could be in gyms per rooms. So what did gyms do? You took PVC pipes and tarp and you built barricades and sectioned off your gym. So you could still have the same number of people. It's weird. If I can find a picture of it, Kyle, I will send it to you because it is just, you just can't believe it unless you were there. It's not, like Woodstock. You can't believe it unless you were there. <laughs> like, not to like watching people run on the treadmill like they were literally in the cubicle. It was weird. <laughs> and the number of people that we had to revoke their membership because they didn't want to wear a mask or they got mad at us having to have them required to wear a towel and stuff. And like some gyms had to have limits on how you had to do reservation times. It was, mm-hmm. it was the most psychotic moment. And I say psychotic because it was just. If when you tell people, it sounds like you were in some sci-fi movie, but like it was it was crazy. So a lot of people that 
were working in the gym industry at that time, they didn't, they, they still aren't in the industry. Not a lot of people that I know at least, but moving back to it, my trainer, Kelsey, she was just like, she was one of those people you just meet, you meet and you just click. Like you, you can't explain it. Y'all just y'all's y'all's personalities and who you are and what you kind of people you are just match. And she was always really supportive, but she was also uncompromising. She was not going to let me quit or take the easy way out of stuff. And I needed that accountability and just her constant support and drive really helped me. And in three months I was able to lose not just 30 pounds, but 40 pounds. I went from like 265 to like 230 something. And just the way that she turned my life around caused me to uh, just really keep investing in fitness. And, you know, as I continued to work in the industry, I became, I went from front desk to general, to assistant manager, to a general manager, stepped away from fitness for a while, then came back as a trainer because I wanted to help change lives the same way that she changed me. Same reason why I coach uh, lacrosse and why I coach wrestling. My coaches are a lot of the reason that I had in high school are the reason that I'm not dead or in jail uh, right now. And so you can't pay back the amount of time and energy and love that somebody invests in you. All you can do is pay it forward. And so that's what's got me in the gym industry is just seeking to pay it forward. I had a question. I had a yep. question. We had a, a good friend of ours on last week. Mm-hmm. It was her Wilkins, personal trainer out here in New York doing his thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I asked him the same question, but I'm going to give you a scenario because I didn't give okay. it to him. <laughs> I, the question I asked him is, as a person, if you're a person listening to this and you're like, hey, man, uh, I, I have obesity runs in my family, heart disease runs in my family, I'm heavy, I'm severely overweight, where do I start? I'm, I'm going to give you a scenario, breaking it down. I'm over mm-hmm. 400 pounds. Yep. Not saying me, but I'm just saying yeah, yeah. I'm over 400 pounds. You know, I was gonna be like, "Damn, Ronnie, you just put on your info out like that." No, 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 no. What I'm saying is, like, person, I know you're not, but yeah, but um, a person's over 400 pounds. You know, they 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 tried many different things, diet plans, and different things, and they they drop weight, but then they gained it right back. Drop weight, then gained it right back. They can't find a consistency, and they always succumb to what I deem because me being a heavy guy, I deem food as as a type of addiction, and you can be mm-hmm. eating I kind of junk food and all kinds of stuff and what would you say to them as far as how to get started now given all those details i'm over 400 mm-hmm. i've got i got hereditary problems in my family i'm scared to death i'm gonna die of a heart attack if i don't change my life now yeah so you know it's funny i actually have a client that i work with that is in that that was in that exact scenario um actually the funny thing is how i met him was because um, one one personality in wrestling retweeted my tweet towards them, and he came across my Twitter page. Um, he came across my Twitter page, and uh, he DM'd me, and he's like, "Hey, the doctors told me like I'm I like like if I don't get my my shit together, I could die soon, and I don't want that to happen." So he started he. Uh, his name's Q. Shout out to Q for whenever you hear this. Uh, but he's been grinding. He's been putting in the work. He's a truck driver, so I only see him like a couple of days out of the week when he's in mm-hmm. town when I can. Uh, but he grinds and hustles on his own. Uh, my best thing that I tell anybody is 
the best thing you can do is walk through those doors. That's actually the scariest and the most bravest thing to do because a lot of people get what I've, I mean, I'm not going to say I came up with this term. It's just the name that I call it. I call it gym anxiety. And it is that feeling where you were in a new gym and you and you don't know what you're doing. You're new and you feel as if the whole world is watching you. And a lot of people get so freaked out by that. They just dip, leave, and they never come back. Mm-hmm. And everybody goes through that. I've dealt with that. I've gotten, I've gone through gym anxiety myself and like, I've never been anywhere close to 400 pounds. So I always say the best thing you can do is walk through those doors. The second best thing you can do is ask for help. It is real intimidating and real humbling having to admit you don't know what you, what you think you would like to know. But my grandma has always said a smart man knows what he knows and knows what he doesn't know and isn't afraid to ask for help. And You'll find that despite what you see on social media, a lot of people in the gym are a really not paying attention to you because they're there for themselves and their own goal. But b a lot of people are actually willing to help. And if if you really need the encouragement, um, use your resources. And what that means is just like if you have friends that are pretty active, ask one of them to go to the gym with you. Ask one of them if they'll show you some stuff. Ask one of them if they can write some plans for you and stuff. Uh, there's just a lot of information out there. Um, but the best thing you can do to get started is to just walk through those doors. And the way to keep yourself disciplined, and I say disciplined because motivation runs out, discipline does not. The way mm-hmm. I say disciplined is because you got to think, are you setting yourself up for the success that the future you is going to thank you for? And then, if you're a parent or you want to be a parent or you're a grandparent, you got to think, do you want to be around long enough to see your family continue to grow? And you got to do it for you. That's the person you got to do it for. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I used to work at PF. Planet Ooh. Fitness. Yes. <laughs> and um, I was about to say Changs. I work for now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was an assistant manager. I started as a front desk, worked my way up. Mm-hmm. With different multiple locations, opened up a couple of locations. Yeah, I always call it an adult playground. And I understand that last week I was talking about how it's the cheapest gym around. And there's reasons for that. We don't gotta go into the politics stuff about. But I always see people that come in there was usually young kids, senior citizens, because they can afford the ten dollars a month and the twenty-one dollars a month. But biggest thing I want people to know is I had to learn this the hard way. I had a free membership because I worked there. But after I left there, I had to go find a home because I didn't want to work out there. Mm-hmm. So when I was when you were researching gyms, you're like, yo, bro, you got the scratch to come up with to make this happen. It's an investment in yourself and an investment in your future. You're best making an investment into your health. And, and that's like it's the same as going to speak to speak to a psychiatrist if you have to. You're making an mm-hmm. investment into yourself because you want to be here longer. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's one hundred and fifty dollars a month. Are you going to be better after that one hundred and fifty? That's you going to put the work in. Did you know that one hundred and fifty is going to ten years added onto my lifespan? You, you know the thing I've always like said because like so, uh, you know I'm also like a personal trainer, and what I was telling people when whenever I like have had to like do like like sell like personal training and stuff. Selling is uncomfortable for me because I don't like having to 
ask folks for stuff like that. That's mm. just that that is what it is, but I do it because it's part of my job. But I tell I first off, I usually sit down with them and I break down, I'm like, okay, you're eating out XYZ amount of times throughout the month. You're spending your money here, here, and here. I'm going to show you how we are not trying to get you to spend any more money than you're already spending. We're just repurposing these transactions. And the but the biggest thing I've been trying to get people to understand is so a lot of people, believe it or not, whether I'm sure you guys might know this, you might not. A lot of people have an unhealthy relationship with food. Mm-hmm. And I've been telling a lot of my people that I work with, that I sit down with, whether they're my clients or they're just people I'm doing consults with your like, there's no such things as good and bad foods. There's foods you should eat more of foods. You should eat less of, and then foods you should eat. Sometimes there's, it's not good or bad. Because when you put things like that in those boxes in your head, it creates an unhealthy relationship with it. And so I really just like to help people make healthier choices, um, especially because I've worked with some people that have like diabetes, some people that have cancer that run in their family and stroke and a lot of things. And I'm just like, hey, I'm not telling you to like work with me or invest in this gym to scare you. I'm just being as straight up with you. Like if you don't fix what you're doing right now, this is where you're going to end up. Old yeah. locks do not open new doors. You have to be willing to change. But the best thing I like to let everybody know is, hey, progress is not linear. You're going to have some some days where you feel like you are Superman, like you are the king of Wakanda, and you're going to have some days where you just feel like an absolute putz, like you just have yeah. nothing good going on. But the important part is that you show up on both of those days. I love and how you, you show up for you. I love how you covered both ends of the pe- spectrum, Superman and Black Panther. I was like, wait, hold on. <laughs> I love how he used the word putts because I'm always right. like coming to America. <laughs> I've always used the word putts. <laughs> Perfect. I was like, ooh, putts. There you go. That's one I haven't heard in a long time. <laughs> No, but thank you for that. Thank you for that insight because I know, listen, you're, you're a personal trainer, trainer. You get paid for that kind of advice. Well, I just say any the free advice that you can give because it just might be that person listening right now. That's yeah, absolutely. Because you know New Year's resolutions are coming up soon. Uh, you know, yeah. those January folks that come in there next, you know, they're going by March. I don't want to see you by March. Hey, also by, for by any January 18th. For any of you New Year's resolutioners that are going to hear this and listening to this, I'm telling you this now. New Year's starts yesterday, which means Mm. the best time to start your New Year's resolution is right now in this moment. Uh, Go in there with a plan. And also what you got to do is set um, SMART goals. So real quick, let me tell you this acronyms. Specific. You have to have a specific goal in mind. You cannot say, I want to lose weight. Set a number. It's tough. It's scary. Set a number. Measurable. You've got to be able to have a goal that's measurable. You started from point A to get to point B. Um, A, attainable. You are not going to go from 350 pounds to 150 pounds in three months. It's just not going to happen. R, realistic. They've got to be realistic goals. If you are 5'11", you cannot set a goal that you want to be 6'3". That's my example of realistic goals. And then the biggest thing is time sensitive. You have to set a deadline because a goal without a deadline is just a dream. 
Yep, absolutely. So switch off. Dre, take it to the end <laughs> high real quick. Okay. Yo, so um, for you guys, what do you guys do that uh, helps build up your mental health? Actually, sorry. Let me switch that real quick. So um, Mikey De La Pava, MDLP, came up with this concept called mental hygiene, which is uh, basically obviously taking care of yourself. You're going to be hygienic. So mentally, how do you keep yourself mentally hygienic? What things do you do that helps uh, build up or fortify your mental health? If you, uh, I'll go first, Kyle, if you want me to. All right. Well, there's, there's three things that I do. Um, first thing I always do is I read my daily affirmations. Um, I have daily affirmations posted on my door in my bedroom. I don't walk out of my bedroom without reading those. I don't walk out of my house without reading those. The first thing I do when I wake up. And uh, that's, the, that's the biggest thing. So if I can get through those daily affirmations, I know if I say this more, I'm a person that believes in manifestation. So if I say this to myself, it's going to drive me more to go get out there and go get what I want. And the second thing I, I normally do is I don't intake any type of negativity is via social media, via television, via the video games, anything like that after a certain time. And my first specific time is like right before I go to bed. So I don't want to be right right laying in bed just sitting there like, oh snap, somebody got shot three times. Let me let me send that to Kyle. No, I'm not I'm not gonna do that. Don't because at the at the end of the day, what you're putting inside here is what's gonna eventually just come out of here. And so for me to be better with his, I got to be better up here. So you got to make sure that you're programming yourself the correct way. What we do is we mess up. We mush our brains up with a bunch of nonsense. And listen, we all fall back into it. I love the stupid videos online. I love them. Who doesn't like the fail army stuff? We love it. It's, 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 it's funny. But time for everything. Time and place for everything. I just recommend, like, I yell at my wife all the time. I am not watching Power, Ghost, any of those shows at 11 o'clock at night. I'm not doing it. Because I'm just going to wake up angry. All right? I'm going to either just go to bed on a calm head. I don't watch the news at night. If I need to, the, the most thing I'll probably watch is probably wrestling, which I love, or some type of golf or something that's just quiet, that just meditates me down and gets me ready to say goodnight. And the third thing I always do is make sure that you allot time for yourself. Allot time to make sure. I don't care if it's 20 minutes. If that 20 minutes is your 20 minutes, you take your 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you're a father of seven. I don't care if you are by yourself. I don't care if you have 15 people to take care of. You deserve time for you. Take your time. Because if you don't take your time, taxes need to be paid on that mental health. All right? So and guess what? Once you lose that time, you lose it. There's no going back the next I'll make it up tomorrow. No, you can't make it up. It's already gone. So take your time when you need your time. That Go get a haircut. Go get your nails done. Go get a massage. I don't care what you do. Take your time. It's owed to you. It's like taking a break at work. You punch out and go take your break, right? Then punch out and go take you and live your life for that 20 minutes. Oh, uh, man. I wasn't ready for this kind of question. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I say Black epic. Barbara Walters with these questions. <laughs> oh, geez. This is the worst. Um, all right. Uh, so this probably isn't healthy to say, but um, I have grown to just say effort to a lot of the stuff that I can't control. Um, not saying that things still don't bother me. Not saying I don't get you know stressed at times. 
but I try my best just to let a lot of that go, um, especially when I come to my fam when it comes to my family. Um, remember in relationships, you're always gonna go through ups and downs. So you might have a spat with, with your significant other, your kid might upset you, whatever the case may be. But um, Ronnie was absolutely right when he said, take that time. Um, for me, sometimes it's playing video games. It's something I've always loved, something I've always gotten into. Maybe just like Rodney, I love wrestling. So maybe it's watching wrestling. Maybe it's watching anime. Um, sometimes it's just listening to music. A lot of time it's listening to smooth jazz or listening to R&B or even listening to some of my favorite albums. Um, you know, listening to somebody like J. Cole, who who has that that thoughtful type of hip hop. You know, but then going on the other spectrum and listening to somebody like DMX, you know what I mean? Not not to anger, not to anger, not to be angry, but just because you know I enjoy his music. So, you know, um, another thing which I actually haven't done in a while is uh put put uh, my head right into a comic book, you know, and it's not to live out of fantasy. It's because I love the stories, um, the artwork, things like that, you know. Um, something else is really just to remind myself to be appreciative, uh, just to actually, I just, I just posted something on, on the Tiki Taki, um, about, about not, about just kind of being humble, right? Um, not everybody has the means to live the life that I have or live the life or or do some of the things that I've been able to do in the past. And, you know, it's just going back and saying, you know what, I'm lucky that I had family that busted their asses so that I can do A, B, C, and D. And I'm trying my best to give my daughter opportunities or or maybe not say give her opportunities, but to not stunt her growth or or stop the opportunities that she has to do some amazing things. Uh, so for me, for me, it's just really kind of like checking myself sometimes. Uh, that's that's kind of how I keep keep myself in check. But like I said, first and foremost, I've grown to that with that mentality. <laughs> that <clears throat> excuse me. That it's funny because I told my sister, and my mom. Once I truly understood that, and excuse my language, uh, that fuck it mentality, that it doesn't mean, you know, fuck everything, everybody, I don't care. No, it's that I'm not going to let these, like Rod said, I'm not going to let some of these negative forces or let these outside forces get me back to where I was during that depression state because I remember what that felt like. And I could have lost everything and I didn't. So obviously there's a reason I'm here. There's a reason I do what I do. And there's a reason why people still gravitate towards me. So that's how I do it. You know, one thing that I do, uh, I've done for a while, I've done photography for a while. Uh, but one thing I do, I do uh, action figure photography. So I literally have a whole YouTube channel. Like this is, I got Fortnite. I got my... Got Raiden. I got Adam Warlock. Um, there's a lot more than uh, just these ones. Uh, I got a whole Instagram for it. I no joke have like 
they like over probably about 400 different action figures and awesome. i have like a little series that i do and it takes like People always ask like how long the photos take, and I I tell them I always tell them it takes as long as I want to. The setup takes usually probably like twenty minutes. Then the actual shooting of the pictures. Sometimes I think it's going to be thirty minutes, and it ends up being an hour. Sometimes mm-hmm. an hour and a half. If I'm doing a finale to a chapters episode, because I usually post them on Instagram. If I'm doing mm-hmm. a finale, the finale usually takes about two to three hours. But here's the here's why it's calming. Cause I put headphones in or I got a speaker playing and I'm usually listening yep. to R and B or jazz. And like, I just set it up and go. And you know, what's another thing I do whenever I go, like whenever I go, like not so much action figure shopping, but I know comic book stores or target or Walmart mm-hmm. and I go there. And then what I also do is I go to uh, the arc or Goodwill and I get those whole like, cause they never made, good play sets for boys so i get like the barbie ones that like are like six bucks that no one's gonna use and i either paint it or i just let the vibrant color stay and i love it because like i just i now i have like a giant like i like i'm literally looking at it right now i have like a giant ass barbie play set that's like three stories high that i paid like three three dollars wait hold on hold on Does does it have an elevator on the side yep I bet you and my daughter got the same playhouse. I Probably. put money on you it. You pull the string up. You pull the little string up. Oh no, like, no, oh. hers is a button, and you just push it up. See? Never oh mind. no, see, she got there. the advance. She got the advance. <laughs> Nothing is better than the Barbie vacation cookout van. You know how many times Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart crashed the party of the Barbie <laughs> cookout van in my house growing up? I was mm-hmm. going hot dogs and hamburgers. I was going crazy. <laughs> to me, my favorite toy of all time is the Barbie cookout thing. Wait, hold on, wait. And wait. <laughs> I don't care what nobody Here, says. Here's a here's a throwback though, right? You know how he said that boys didn't have a lot of like good sets. I remember when I had all of my action figures, Spidey, Power Rangers, you know, Marvel, whatever it was, right? Ninja Turtles. I remember having the Mighty Max Volcano and where it opens up. And I used to use that to to you know come and it was the same thing right when I was younger I, like I I'm not gonna hold you I wish I still did it but oh, I used I'm to still- come up with whole stories and my daughter does it with her toys like she has all her Barbies but then she has Spider Gwen and then Spider Gwen be, be swinging away and then jumping into the Barbie car and zooming out you're like Whoa, what next time uh, you come this bin is literally hold on oh man. ladies and gentlemen but the spider oh. figures. Oh, in that's the, dope. I the, see. I there's see so many Iron Spidey. I, you can't, actually, we can't I'm do this. Actually, this is not this is not the time. <laughs> my, my, my geek is going off right now. I'm, I'm getting hot. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, I even compartmentalize them all. I I put them all like I I, I do like this whole little organization thing. Like As you should. It's but like it's it, it plays into what, what Rodney was talking about, where he was talking about like the whole like mental health, like 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 I'm not an organized person all the time, but when it comes to like the distribution of what bin the different action figures right. go in, they gotta be in the I right am ones. Crisp. Yeah. Like yeah. I, they all they have one. I have one for the anime figures, I have one for Spider-Man, just the Spider-Man. I have one for like the Marvel ones, one for the DC ones, one for the Power Rangers, which is like 30 Power Rangers deep now. I, I'm I'm I'm, I'm like right. I'm real tight with it and like 
And like, you know, I have one, I have a day each week where like, which is usually Thursdays or Fridays, because that's when my training schedule is light. And I just like cut out an hour, hour and a half, and I just go take pictures. But, you know, it's, it's cool because I look forward to Thursdays or Fridays each week because I'm like, Ooh, I get to take, I get to take new pictures. Ooh, I get to post another story like on like Instagram. Like the Instagram is barely, it turns like the Instagram for my action figure photography turns like a year old this month. And it's already at like almost like 1200 followers. And and the fact that like, it has like even that many people like and they they just they they just support me like like the toy the toy figure community is real interesting well it is highly <laughs> it's highly. not as toxic as the wrestling community can be because oh, everybody's no. just like yo you posted a picture of these different action figures and you're telling a cohesive story this is cool but good you've been telling me about these figures and I still yet to get to YouTube and Instagram. I'm very <laughs> sorry. It's called Toys in Our World. T-O-Y-S-I-N-O-U-R World. Toys in Our World. And the funny thing about all of it is like each of the different action figures, you know, hopefully some some writing show or whatever sees the Instagram and based off of that decides to hire me as a writer because every character in that that saga has their own personality and their own little storyline. As it should be. That's what I'm talking it's about. Just, it's just real fun. It's just, it's fun getting to, uh, you know, I tell people, look, escapism doesn't always have to be bad. It doesn't Absolutely. always have to be negative. Sometimes it's just fun. Like whatever you want to do. I mean. And you know you what? Know. To be honest, right? It's like, you know, like my wife likes to read and, and she'll put her, she'll, She'll finish a she'll finish a book, like a nice like thick book, in like two days. When she <laughs> wait wait like, when is I, it Colleen Hoover? Yes, my wife reads Colleen Hoover. Yes, too. it is. She reads <laughs> yo. She's read so many of them at this point. It's like she's like, babe, why don't you get me one? I'm like, well, you damn near read them all. Like I don't know what else to tell you. Um, you know what I mean? The one I got. But, Where's the one I got? My wife. I got, let me find it. If I can find it, I'll send you a picture of it. Yes, sir. Get her that one. It's like a I newer bet, one that just dropped. Time out. I bet you. I bet she got it already. So, <laughs> but you know, like she gets into that, and like I said, with me and my video games, right? Like, I do the escapism, not to escape from the realities of life, because people think of escapism and they think that that you're you're just you know, you're forgetting everything that's going on. That's not necessarily true. I can still play a game and still ponder about what the hell is about to happen in five <laughs> minutes, in 10 days, and whatever the case may be, right? <clears throat> and being a parent, you never stop worrying about your kids. You know what I mean? All of us are, you know, married and or soon to be. So, you know, it's like you never really stop worrying about your significant other. Or your, you know, parents, for instance, whatever, you know, my thing is this, use what you love, not to call it an escape, but to free your mind from the BS, right? Because no matter what, there's going to be negativity in this world. We see it, we hear it, you know, anytime, and us as wrestling fans, right, there's so much positivity but then again, there are, like it feels like sometimes the negativity outweighs it by so much. And 
it's up to us to really just kind of go, you know what, that's a crazy statement or that's a crazy mindset, but I'm not going to let it get to me as bad as it probably would have. Like, don't get me wrong. My missus, the missus comes to me and she's like, yo, why are you even letting that get to you like that? Because sometimes it really does piss me off. And I'm like, cuz it's so nearsighted. And she's like, yeah, but that's how they feel. And I'm like, I understand that. And they're allowed to feel how they feel. It doesn't mean I have to agree with it. A hey, question for you and you and Rodney real quick. Um, well, because like, you know, the, through the wonderful miracle of therapy, I've been blessed by the VA that I have a therapist and I don't have to pay out of pocket for. Um, but one thing that we discovered through our work, no, 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 no. (laughs) I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm just, you know, crediting where like this came from because I wouldn't have figured it out or been able to put a name to it without therapy. Mm -hmm. But, um, it, uh, my therapist and I have named it my Superman complex where I feel this odd obligation. It's crazy. Even with strangers, I feel this odd obligation to save everyone from their problems. Like we'll be out Mm -hmm. in, we'll be out in like, like public and I'll hear somebody talking like mean or rudely to one of like the like employees. And I'll just feel the need to be like, Hey, like you, you, you shut your mouth. Like, like that type of stuff. Or like, yeah. Or like if somebody's like if somebody's like rude to like one of my like coworkers, I'm like already ready yeah. for the smoke. I'm like, yo, no, nah, you're not going to talk to them that way. You'll talk to me, however, but no, nah, you're not going to do that to them. Like right. it's this weird, like you just like feel, not like so much like you feel like you have the moral high ground, but you feel like like hey, no, this isn't right, and I need to stand up for. For so, whoever so if you moment. so if you want to put this in in our people's terms, you're Captain Savaho. Got you. Right? <laughs> Essentially, it's that feeling, right? You want to be there, and <laughs> no, it's a, it's a Spider Man. It's a Spider. It's a Spider Man Superman complex where you because Spider Man, his biggest flaw is he tries to save everyone. That's probably more of an accurate one. It's like I try to save everybody, even even those that don't want to and those that can't be saved. It is a hard. It is a hard reality, like 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 uh, in Into the Spider Verse when Spider Pig tells Miles like the, the hardest part of this job is yeah. you can't save everyone. That yep. cut me deep because my my therapist told me it's that true. same line. This was before the movie came out. He was like, "You can't save everyone," and I was it's like, "Very true." <laughs> and I, you trying to save everybody just reminded me of what I was told and. I was told I was a yes man. I said yes to everybody when I have mm-hmm. to learn how to say no. Because sometimes I will neglect my own self to help others and to get everybody through what they're going through. I will go broke giving money to somebody else, even though I need the money. Um, and mm-hmm. sometimes I just have a hard time telling people no. And and yeah, some people call it being a sucker. Some people just being talking, just being being naive. No, but for me, it's just genuinely coming from a good place. Where if somebody comes to me genuinely and say, "Man, I'm I'm struggling, I'm going through it," I'm like, "What do you need?" It's just my instant reaction is, "What do you need?" And, very true. And I have to. You. It's hard to do. It's hard to do. And it's oh man, it uh, usually starts at a young age with I, I think for us as young men mm-hmm. with women. And girl, we're young girls. We always trying to impress, and always trying to do more. So we just go. What do you need? Do you need? Do you need extra milk at lunchtime? 
Like, what do you need? So it's like I learned when I have my cookie. And one of the biggest people that taught me to stop doing that when it came to to slow well stop doing it, but to slow down because it could come off very questionable was my five sisters sitting I with think, I think it's deeper down. than that though. Do do you would when you guys not to cut you off, but like when you when you guys were younger, did did you guys come from a two parent household or did you guys like have a like an issue like making friends growing up? So Oh, you want to go? You wanna... Go ahead. You go first. Um, so for me, I, I had both. I had both a two-parent household. And then um, after, I think, a decade-ish, um, it became a one-parent household. I'm not saying that the other one wasn't around because he was. Um, so I have the unique experience of having both, which a lot of people, especially in the, in, um, in the Black community, don't. Um, so that was very unique for me, but I was always, I can make friends no matter what I, I can talk to whoever, um, I was just talking about in a few episodes ago, uh, we would talk, I was talking about how I was a social butterfly in high school. Um, I can go to any table and be cool with anyone. Um, I was cool with the teachers. I was cool with the principal. I was, you know what I mean? Like, and to this day, I'm still like that. Now my circle has dumbed down a lot. And that's just because life is life. And that's what happens, right? But at one point, like, you know, working, for instance, working in Times Square for so long, you know, like, <laughs> I used to, the misses and friends, like, they would be like, oh, my God, I hate walking through Times Square with you. Because you know everybody, <laughs> everybody from the people in Toys R Us. Granted, I worked there. Um, at one point, but from the people at Toys R Us to <laughs> R.I.P. To Toys R Us, nah, nah, they coming back. They they about to open twenty something stores. So yeah, they they out here, they out here. Um, shout out to Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> and if y'all don't know who Jeffrey the Giraffe is, you're listening y'all too to the young. show. Young. <laughs> but um, get him Jeffrey but, Bucks for your birthday. Listen, Jeffrey Bucks was the best. No, but I, the only reason I asked that is because, like, I feel so. Like, you know, I didn't have my dad in the household. My that's a whole mm -hmm. complex relationship itself. So it's one of and like you know, I I didn't have a problem making friends growing up, but like when I was like little, sometimes I struggled with it, or sometimes I struggled with. Uh, I could have that little bit of naivety that Rodney was talking about sometimes, where I genuinely want to believe that everyone's approach is from like a genuine place or like that they mm -hmm. have like the best interest at heart. And unfortunately that's not the case. And for me, I always, the one thing that I always like struggled with was not understanding like why somebody wouldn't like either like me or wouldn't be nice. Yeah. And I was like, I've been nothing but nice to them. Why doesn't this person like me? This is really confusing. I don't understand this. I'm Isn't gonna I'm gonna double down and be nicer and make like, them like me. Can't can't y'all agree that or would y'all agree that it's just one of those things where you know where we had to realize sometimes people just don't like your personality because it's not what they're used to. You know what I mean? So a lot of people are just so used to well, I don't want to say a lot of people, but there are people who are just used to anger all the time or used to frustration all the time. 
or used to these negative emotions or negative aspects of life that when they have somebody come around and they are a little more chipper, they are a little more positive, they are a little more talkative, because that's all of us, all three of us, I know that for sure, mm-hmm. you know, it, it comes off as weird or strange because they're not accustomed to it. So those times where people were like, yo, will you just shut up? No, no, I won't, because this is who I am, and I'm sorry. Like, I don't know what else to tell you. Like, hey, I'm going double down and continue to be who I am. Like, like, right. okay, so not to segue, but, like, there's this one guy at the gym. He is surly, and he is just always in a bad mood, and I don't understand it because, like, my coworkers and all of us, we've said good morning to him. He he don't like me because I wear shirts that are out of pocket, and I've only continued to buy and wear wow. more out-of-pocket shirts because because fuck him. Anyway, but, like, the, the only <laughs> here's the reason why we don't like him. Because he's just in such a badass mood all the time, and, like, he's always... And, like, he's also one of those people that, like, he'll bring, like, a, a tidal tank and, like, a roller scooter and, like, other stuff, and, like, he'll he's the person that, like, he'll put, like, a hoodie or a towel down on one machine and then put stuff down on another machine on and another, go work out. Uh... He's, he's that kind of person, and also... He's also the kind of person where, like, if somebody tries to work in with them, he looks at them like it was the most, like, audastic thing they could have ever done. Mm -hmm. And it's just his energy's not good. And so me being the person that I am, I'm like, wow, my like, like the shirts that I wear when I'm off the clock get you that rattled and upset. So, like, my mere existence bothers you. I'm going to double down. And I'm going to just continue to do this because if I can get you that rattled without trying, like, imagine what I can do if I actually try, my guy. Right, right. (laughs) Rod, what were you going to say? No, I'm actually about doubling down and and about growing up. It's it's actually pretty funny. I grew up the kid that nobody, I grew up in a predominantly mixed neighborhood, but a lot of people on my block happen to be white. And I was judged. I was looked at as an Oreo because mm-hmm. I'm not the black kid they normally see on TV. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I was one of those kids that made it out of bed style. I can actually speak to you and not say the word every two minutes and curse right. you out every five minutes. I, my parents, my parents taught, scared me away from all of that. Um, and yeah, having both parents in the house, having five sisters and one brother, it was it was different. So I carried myself a certain kind of way. But I find it funny because there's many a times where every I just felt like everybody just kept me around because I was just that token black kid. Mm-hmm. And as I got a little bit older, I started my personality started to change because I got a little wiser and things. But as they start to get distant, back then people hated me because they used to call me, "Oh, you know, Roddy's had a bad attitude." You know, well, you try to get you get called an Oreo, you get called a token black kid. You yep. get become the punching bag for a little while, and then you become the bully. And so that's what I did. I just started being mad at the world and being pissed off. So no, nobody wanted to be around me. But as soon as I got into high school, everybody got to know me, and they were like, "Rod, you ain't so bad. Like, why, why does everybody hate you?" No, because nobody really knows me. Nobody ever gave me the chance. So I was just sitting there in the corner, be by myself, except my boys that I had. And from that point on, everybody loved me. And it's just wild how life works like that. It's, it's just, it's just crazy. Like one Yo, second you hate me, now all of a sudden you love me. Now you want right. to be around me. <laughs> like, 
Wait a second, I'm not even famous. Let's like leave me alone. Now, now I have the right to tell you leave said, me. Alone. I'm not even famous. <laughs> Yo, hearing you describe that experience and recognize that I had a similar one at different points in my life, it makes me really think. I'm like, yo, do we do we as like as just like not even just black folk, but do we as people just have just have like a multiversal experience where we have just where we are just variants of different people and we like we just because like we oh absolutely well like, like our culture we, just hops in between. Yeah. Because <laughs> like we, we literally have lived in like different states, different places and yet we have had so many similar experiences. It's, oh, it's absolutely. Like limitless type shit. <laughs> and and it's crazy, right? Because, and this is what I said at the beginning, man. It's, everybody has similar yet different stories. And it's about, you know, it's when you have these conversations. Because a lot of people, including us, sometimes are very judgmental to begin with. You know, or you might see something and either be like, oh, that's cool. Or, oh, that's weird. But you got to have that conversation with the, with these people to understand their stories. And maybe it can come across why they are who they are. Or maybe there's good reason on 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 why, you know, they act a certain way because you just don't know. And, you know, once again, I think this is why we all do what we do, because it's. So it's it's clear to us that once again everyone has a story to tell and it's just you can relate on so many different levels that you never thought that you could with somebody. So at the end of the day, if anybody, if y'all take any of this in from today's crossover, just remember that people have stories and those stories can help you so much if you just take a second to sit down and listen so with that being said we're going to end this crossover with a few couple of things just basically to listen and um just remember that you're not alone so rod tell them tell them where they can find you i'm here rod rod binks on X and Rod underscore Rod underscore Binks on Instagram. Dre? Uh, you can find me on X slash Twitter, whatever one wants to call it, at underscore Sir Laxalot, S-I-R-L-A-X-A-L-O-T or Instagram, DreConnor48. And you can find me at MrMarvel87 both on Instagram Twitter X, whatever the hell you want to call it, and TikTok. Uh, make sure you follow ADA, which is a different angle, and the Aim High podcast, both on the CBD network. Uh, you can find it on your streaming platforms. Yes, there is a YouTube, so there, there will be some stuff crossover. Please don't forget to check out the Four Corners of Commentary, which is the wrestling podcast that I'm, I'm a part of. Also, be sure to check out Behind the Barricade, which is a wrestling podcast that Rod is a part of. And we always got to shout out our people, the Sucio Boys. Sucio Sports just popped up. We got Dre's other podcast. Uh, Dre Lacks Podcast. Thank you. I don't know why I blinked out just now. Uh, <laughs> Shogun Shot, uh, the uh, Shogun Soccer is coming out soon. 
he uh, he'll be dropping more episodes. Also, the CBD podcast will be dropping so soon. Um, also, make sure you can find us uh, ADA on uh, Podbean or you got, it's I believe it's a different angle .podbean.com. And shout out to PRN for letting us uh, be on the network. So, what, Dre, do you have a closing line for your show yet? Um, I pretty much shout out all the pods. And then I also tell people, um, be the change that you want to see in the world. Remember, it takes two seconds to be a decent person. Um, the sun will rise tomorrow. Joy comes in the morning. Uh, your story is not over, even if it feels like it. It is very funny how a single chapter can make a story change. Just keep going. There you go. So for me, just make sure you always stay positive. I'll make them all see that I could be anything I want to be. If you got a dream, then you need persistence and lots of belief. Yeah. Yo, don't take that Negative energy, I replace that I just wanna be me, I don't fake that I just wanna be free, yeah, chase that I got a new obsession It's helping and teaching and giving everyone a lesson It's living and winning and building something that's impressive I don't wanna do the same thing, I wanna be progressive ball. Got a lot of dreams that I make come true Got a lot of things that I wanna do Got a lot of goals that I wanna prove And there's not a lot of time, so I gotta make moves